Today, we have an extra special episode for you guys. You've heard her name mentioned multiple times on this podcast. My best friend, Daniela Mason, or Daniela Young, is here. We've been friends for 15 years and roommates for three of those years. We know all the dirt on each other. (laughs) We laugh, we cry, we do it all in this episode, and I can't wait for y'all to have coffee with us. Before we get to Daniela, I have to tell you guys again about how I am so obsessed with my hydro jug. It is seriously the best. It's durable, reusable, and it's more than a half a gallon of water, so you stay hydrated all day long. There are three different options to choose from, the Pro Hydro Jug, Stainless, or Glass, and I have the Pro. I take it practically everywhere with me. The bottle is shatterproof and can withstand anything thrown at it or anything you accidentally throw at it. I have to admit, I've dropped mine on more than one occasion and Remdog sure loves to play with it. And Sister is going strong. (laughs) With its integrated handle, it's easy to carry around to drink from. And you guys would be very proud of how on top of my water intake that I am. Not only is it convenient, but it's also very trendy, coming in so many colors and sleeve designs. I have the color birch and a very pretty vintage floral sleeve for my hydro jug. Get your hydro jug at www.thehydrojug.com. Use discount code CWK to get 10% off your order today. Hydro jugs are game changers for anyone on the go. Again, use code CWK at thehydrojug.com to get 10% off and start hydrating today. Now to Daniela. Guys, today we have the woman, the myth, the legend. The myth. Daniela Mason. (laughs) You have been brought up in at least every other episode, I would say. Well, this day is finally here. It's blowing my mind because I can't tell you. I've had people come up to me and be like, Daniela, I know you from Kaylee's (laughs) podcast. I'm like, well, I've never been on (laughs) Kaylee's podcast. Oh, but it was just a matter of time. Yes. It was a matter of time. Let's start at the very beginning. Yes. Way back in 2007. Yes. When we became besties for the resties. Besties for the resties. Yeah. I mean, we were at Belmont University together and I feel like we saw each other around. Yeah. But our first moment where we became friends, I feel like for anyone who knows Kaylee or who listens to the podcast will not be surprised by this story. But essentially, <laughs> Kaylee hijacked and took over during a conversation I was having with a a boy I was interested in and she essentially had a DTR for me. Yes. So she could see that I was struggling (laughs) and she came in and essentially just asked this boy what we were. Well, okay. We, I I didn't just commandeer the conversation. Like you were having, you couldn't hear him. There's something wrong with the audio and I, we were, we were uh, Skyping at the time. Yes. Early FaceTime for those who are young. Was it like iChat back then? It was Skype. Okay. And so essentially Kaylee was down the hall. We were in the same dorm and she heard me and I'm sitting in the hallway and I was like, I can't hear you. Can you, or I can see you. I can't hear you. Or yeah, I heard that happen. And Kaylee in our early days of friendship was like the person we turned to, to fix all of our electronics. (laughs) She always told us what electronics we needed to buy. Like yeah. She was just on that. And so she heard me and she kind of poked her head around. <laughs> I wish you could see the video. Poked her head around the corner. And she was like, need help? <laughs> I was like, um, I guess. So she takes my computer. Yeah. And she's trying to fix it. And so then she starts talking to this boy yeah. who will... Re- Remain nameless. Who's yes. lo- lovely. Lovely He's guy. He's a lovely guy. Sweet guy. She basically, like, the question I'd been wanting to ask for, like, three years, because we were I like... like, so, are you guys dating? Or And I... She was behind the computer. I feel stressed even reliving this story. <laughs> she was behind the computer, and I could see her face. He could not see her face. 
and her eyes just got so big. And I was like, oh, she wants to know the answer to this question. (laughs) And he was like, do you guys know each other? I was like, nope, just met. So like, what's going on here? And he was like, well, we like have so much love for each other. And the rest is history. We don't really have to go into the whole story. I just remember saying he wasn't moving to Nashville and you were in Nashville. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, well, that's the wrong way, son. And that was it. That was the end of the relationship. Daniela is here. Yeah, she's here. So if you want to be with Daniela, you need to be here. So then we hung up the computer and we've been best friends ever since. (laughs) She was like, bonded all night. Who is this person? We need to be best friends. But I feel like we've been that for each other many times. Like the proverbial... DTR. Yes. I will take your computer and I will say what needs to be said. <laughs> I will take your phone and I will text him what needs to be I said. I will do it. Yeah, so we exactly. have we have helped each other in exactly. this way over the years. I always explain that you are the gatekeeper to our friend group. Oh, that's that nice. You always are the one who opens the gate. You know, like mm-hmm. and closes it. And closes it. I'm yes, protective. You are protective. Of my people. But you're like, yes. Like, don't come in here with your toxicity. <laughs> no. Ain't nobody got time. That. No, we do not. You do have a good radar for that. Thank you. Yeah, she's always like, everyone's always like, I met Daniela first. And I'm like, yeah, that's oh, no that's surprise nice. because she's always the, hi, I'm Daniela. What's your name? What do you do? Oh, you need to meet this person who also does that. And you guys can work <laughs> on projects together. And I have a project coming up and can you can work on this part. <laughs> that is you. That's that, a, yeah. I'm, you're always moving and shaking and doing something. Well, I'm trying. You really are. We were maid of honors. Well, no, I can't say that because we weren't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, first of all, Kaylee was my maid of honor, but I was not hers. So we can just I always say air it. this laundry out in front of the whole world. <laughs> I always forget that you weren't because right. to me, like in my head, I had you and Becca as my both matrons of it's honor. It's fine. I'm not. No, but I say it all the time that we were <laughs> because in my head is actually accurate. In my it's head, right. you were a matron of honor at my wedding. If one of you would have been not married, it would have been perfect. Right. But she had just got, you it's, know, I could have had a maid and a matron. It's really fine. I'm not easily <laughs> offended for just this the is my favorite out thing there. about you. And that's also why we've been friends for so long. Yeah. Because no you grudges know, here. No. One, because you grace. have a, a bad memory. Thank you for saying that for everybody to hear because multiple people have come on here and been like, you have such a good memory. Oh, wow. Maybe you're growing. (laughs) I would never say that about you. (laughs) Thank you. I was like, it's so funny. You guys are all saying this because if you ask my closest friends, they will tell you that is not true. (laughs) It's a bad memory. Well, but that's, I feel like, this is why we don't have grudges because you have forgotten and (laughs) I'm not offended typically to even have a grudge in the first place. So- it and we works. don't really get mad about We just no. don't get mad about stuff. No, I feel like we hash it out in the moment every yeah. once in a while. We'll but be like, no, yes, no, okay, you're right, okay, on. bye. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, forgive so you, bye. Love you, bye. <laughs> Love you, bye. Uh, I'm so glad you said that. It's it's honestly because I think things of the spirit, I remember. Mm. Well, that's because it's your spirit. Right. Not My your mind. My spirit has a great memory. Your mind. My mind, and not to so much. That's a, that's a great So when I have my friends on here telling these stories that I remember, like the spirit of God doing, right? I remember your spirit remembers. Yeah, like all of your dad's stories. I remember verbatim, right? You know, but like you ask me like the sequence of events last night, or like what did you eat for dinner? And I'll be like, I don't know. Yeah, it takes me a second. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, we made that. Well, the important things stick. The important things. There you go. Stick with me. Okay, so I want to start way back, obviously, how we met, but then. Really, not only are you the gatekeeper of our friend group, you are the glue. Like, you're the reason our friend group is our friend group, I think. 
That's very nice. Do you feel like that? I mean, I feel like historically, if you look at sort of the timeline, and for those of you who don't know, she's referencing like this group of friends we have from college that we're still all friends. And so essentially, one of the things that kind of started it off is that Chris and I started dating. Mm -hmm. So my husband and I started dating and he plays guitar for Russell on the road Yep, for context for everybody. And all of my friends ended up marrying all of Chris's friends. <laughs> so that is part of <laughs> Except it. Except for me, but yes. Except most for you. of them. Yep. And then the other part that is hard and good and all the things is that pretty early on into our friendship in college, my mom died. And so it was sort of this like band together, like you are in or you are out because yeah. things are hitting the fan. It is getting rough. So it was sort of that moment where like trauma and tragedy really brought us together and we really had to make a decision like are we going to be in or out and so there was this sort of early group of girls that I feel like our bond was yeah solidified for life because you guys all walked with me through that so that sort of feels like the beginning yeah it does to me it does and and that was freshman year of college yeah in November right December December we met in October Yeah. And then she passed in December. And I think for me, I looked around and I was like, these are people who will go through hell and high water Mm -hmm. for someone they love and or just met. And I'm like, these are my people. Yeah. You know, and I think that's kind of what happened. Like if people fell away, which I don't really feel like kind of not really. We always have like acquaintances in college, like people you like and hang out with, but you don't necessarily like. You saw everyone band together. Mm -hmm. The people that really clung to me during that time. And we were all young and immature. I look back, I'm like, the maturity I saw in you guys was so crazy to me because you really had to choose uncomfortable moments with me during that time. Yeah. Because I was so young, so I wasn't handling it well. Right. No and one should. I was shutting down and like yeah. not processing emotions. Like, fun fact, I think in hindsight, I was like dissociating a lot if I now that I have like you know, words, tools, tools yeah. to describe it. But after my mom died, I was so far from processing my emotions that I ended up in the hospital with internal bleeding. And literally they, they ran all these tests on me. They were trying to figure out what was happening. They were like, did you get in a car accident? Did you, was there anything that like physically traumatic happened to you? Why this could be happening? And I was like, no. And they were like, okay, well, finally at the end of the the night, they were like, well, what about like any emotional trauma? And I was like, no, I don't think so. Unbelievable. They were like, did anything like traumatic recently happen? And my friends were there and they were like, well, her mom just died. And I was like, oh yeah, like, could that be it? And they Um, were like, yes, that could be it. And so essentially I wasn't processing my emotions. So my body was manifesting my trauma. So that's where I was at when my mom died. And with that came just like really interesting bouts of depression and sleeplessness and insomnia and on medication. And so like, I remember one time there was a fire drill. No, it wasn't a fire drill. Tornado drill? Not even a drill. It It was was a a tornado. tornado. (laughs) It was a tornado. And I had taken my sleep medication. They had to drag me down to yes. the basement yes. and everyone's crowded in the basement. You should probably tell us because I was asleep. Yeah, you were asleep. <laughs> I will take over. I just remember before bed, there was tornado watches. Yeah. And you were like, I'm taking my medicine. You're like making sure everyone knew. You're <laughs> like, I'm taking my medicine. If they take us, you have to come get me. I'm I was not on the gonna- top bunk. Top bunk. You were like, <laughs> we- I'm not going to wake up. And I was like, I got this. And I was a floor above you. 
because you changed floors, changed rooms. You We were on the same floor, whatever. Irrelevant information. Yeah. So you and Cammie, because Cammie, who has been on the podcast, yes. she was my roommate. Yes. And so you and Cammie had to get me off the top bunk. Yes, I came downstairs. We got you off the top bunk because you were like moving but like you weren't like I was incapacitated. Not I wasn't cognizant though. Yeah, no, you yeah. were not. And so, and you insisted on taking your entire duvet with <laughs> us. So you had this big, fluffy, like Bed Bath and Beyond Blackbird duvet with like turquoise somethings on it. And it was like a hundred degrees down. And we had to go to the basement of the guy side of the dorms. And it was so hot down there. And there you were just curled up in your duvet. Well, I feel like you told me everybody was really crowded down there, but then I was like sprawled. <laughs> yes. And, but like laying down, you were laying down across the floor <laughs> and everyone was like, oh, she had a wild night. Cause we were like, you were leaning on right. all of us. And so me and Cammy, I think it was Cammy, got so protective. We were like, no, she did not. She just took a sleeping bag. <laughs> Thank you for sticking up for me. Honestly. I was like, she is not drunk. We were like, children you know anyway but these moments you know like a lot of people would have been like you are on your own <laughs> no not us but with not all us. of the you know the aftermath of all of that I think you just when you walk through something like that with your friends like it bonds you and so looking back I see that was sort of the beginning of the thread yeah and I think it it taught us all a lot early on. So we probably grew in wisdom and mm -hmm. these things that maybe take a few more extra years in the real world. But when tragedy hits, it just kind of ages you in a way. Yeah. And you definitely had to grow up quick because then it was just you, your dad and your brother. And mm -hmm. your brother was how old? He was 11. Yeah. Yeah. And so you kind of stepped into mom role and yeah. you weren't at home. And there was just a lot for an 18 year old. Yeah. You had just turned 19, I guess. Yeah. And I, I t was talking to my brother the other day because now he's 25. He lives here in Nashville and yes. I love having him here. We were talking about like having kids because I still have not like wrapped my head around the potential <laughs> of having kids. But he was like, you did a great job with me. And I was like, yeah, honestly, did. thanks for recognizing that. And second of all, yes, I just got you out of the house. Like, that's how I feel. I want to start over. <laughs> You're an empty nester. And you're like, why would I fill my nest again? I'm finally an empty nester. He's paying his bills. He's got a job. He's got a car. He's got a house. <laughs> We're like, check, 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 check. Crushing it. Taking a quick break to tell y'all, I know I don't have to remind you, but how obsessed with coffee we are in this house. If you're coffee lovers like us, you're going to want to hear about my new favorite subscription, Trade Coffee. Trade Coffee sends you freshly roasted coffee from the country's best craft roasters right to your front door and as often as you would like. Their coffee is ethically sourced, so when you buy from Trade Coffee, you're supporting local and independent coffee roasters. Listen, we're pour-over coffee drinkers here, so we are pretty picky about our coffee. This weekend, my husband and I enjoyed methodical while out on the road. This particular coffee is roasted by Philippe Trujillo, and it's from Colombia. It's a black honey process with notes of pomegranate and mango, and it was delish. Not everyone has the same taste in coffee, so what I like may totally differ from what you like to drink. But the experts at Trade Coffee have taste-tested thousands of coffees and have selected over 450 of the best bags to find your perfect cup. This is why Trade is so confident in matching you with a bag of coffee that you'll love. But even if you don't, they'll send you a brand new bag for free. Just answer a few short questions and they'll help you find the perfect cup of coffee for you. 
Right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com slash CWK. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Hallelujah. Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com slash CWK and let Trade find you a coffee you'll love. That's drinktrade.com slash CWK for $30 off. And don't forget about Father's Day coming up. A Trade subscription is the perfect gift for the coffee lovers in your life. I'm so proud of you. You raised you raised a good one. I, I feel like I really we did. love him. He, we love he you. He turned Christian. out great. <laughs> You're listening to this, we love you. Well, then you met Chris shortly after your mom passed away. Yeah, and I remember all us girls were like, "Be careful!" Like you just went through something super intense. Don't like drop your heart into this other place that could hurt you. Or like I remember just being like, "Oh no." Oh, I don't no. remember you being like that. Oh, I probably didn't say Because I only it remember I people it. encouraging me to do it because oh. I was like not into it. Oh, no, that wasn't me. Well, I, I did I did encourage. Because Be- was- Becca's, our friend Rebecca's, who had a talk with me about how great Chris was. You don't know about this? No. Yeah, well, I think because I was going through a lot, I was not very emotionally available. Yeah. Chris and I got set up and I was like, I couldn't tell if I was really into it. And you, if you ever hear from Chris, if he ever comes on this podcast, you will get a glimpse of this quirky, wonderful, <laughs> amazing man. We love him. He goes through these like times where he doesn't want to like talk to anyone and he's like fairly introverted. He takes time to get to know. And yeah. he's a very deep well. But like, you know, if you're looking <laughs> at a field and there's a well, like you wouldn't see the well. You know what I mean? What an analogy. You know, (laughs) he is beneath the surface. Yeah. Um, yeah. So surface things don't really work. So in the beginning, I was like struggling. I just didn't think I really liked him. I felt bad because I could tell he liked me. But all of our interactions were so awkward. And I was like, I feel bad. I just feel (laughs) bad all the time. And Becca sat me down and she was like, this man is wonderful. And you need to give this a shot. Mm. And I was like. Great job, okay, Becca. I know. And honestly, all I had heard about Chris when people were describing him was that he is a wonderful person. Like everybody used that word, wonderful. And I was like, well, I want to get to know a wonderful person. And that so good to me. it was actually my dad who like loosened me up a little bit. I called him and he knew that I was kind of talking to someone and and I was really kind of freaking out about it. And he goes, hey, you don't have to marry him. If he makes you happy right now, you deserve to be happy. Mm-hmm. Just be happy for a little while. I do not think he thought we would get married because <laughs> fast forward in the story, there was some interesting... Some hesitation. Yes. There but, were ups and downs. You, I mean, you got married right after 21. I mean, you were like 21 in two months. I was 22. 22. I was 22. So we dated for three years, got married at 22. Yeah, just a bunch of so, babies. Yeah. No, I was too But cold. I did not know that you were hesitant I had about this. I had twofold. I'm glad you didn't say something because I would have probably bailed because I was so on the No, I, I was nervous about your heart investment. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I am really passionate that, like, dating casually is never casual. Mm. Like, no matter what it is, you are making a heart investment, whether it's a month, two months, two and years. And the promise of it potentially being casual is the only thing that kept me in. See, yeah. Which is great. Yeah. But I was just scared because I was like, yeah. I was, I did not want to watch you get hurt again. Totally. I was like, I this is not the time to be hurt. take yeah. her getting hurt, you know? And so I was afraid of that. But then other side of the coin, as soon as I met Chris, mm-hmm. I totally agreed. Wonderful. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, then I went into problem solving mode because you problem solve <laughs> for me and I problem solve for you. Like this is our, <laughs> that is this very is true. why we're best friends. We problem solve for everybody else. 
And when we get stuck in our own problem solving, we yeah. call each other. Oh, Master problem solver. I know what story you're about to tell and you definitely have to tell it. <laughs> so I was like, what is it about him that you don't like? And she was like, well, his hair's kind of long. I said, his hair's too long and his, and nails, his nails are, are too, too long. <laughs> because he plays guitar. And so when you play guitar, it's help, like You have to have long nails on one hand. On one hand. Yeah. And so that weirded her out, which is understandable. It so was weird. I'm used to it now. It's very normal to see in Nashville, but I didn't know that either. When yeah. I first moved here, I was like, what is wrong with these boys and why can't they cut their right hand? <laughs> What's going on? Like cutting, <laughs> clipping with your left hand is, one is tricky, hand. but like not that tricky to just let that one entirely go and well, then and realize I, what was happening. I remember you were like, well, I can't do anything about the nails because he's a classical guitar minor, but I can do something about the hair. Yep. And so Kaylee and I just show up to Chris's apartment and she's got clippers <laughs> and we didn't give him any heads up. And he didn't say anything. Nothing. I was just like, hey, we're going to cook you dinner. And Kaylee was like, yeah, I'm going to cut your hair. And he, he was just goes, sweet, free haircut. Did we even make them dinner? I don't. Yeah, we made dinner. Uh, we, had made, we made fajitas. That's the night uh, we became besties with Spencer. Well, I became besties with Spencer. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. And this, this was the beginning of our friendship. Yes. Because Spencer had older brothers and Spencer and I just related. And we're, we're like talking Midwestern. about Spencer Noe, who yeah. now is like a publisher and married to the girl who wrote most of Russell's hits that you know. Like, yeah, Parker. Yeah, it's, it's oh, a whole It's very incestuous. Yeah, but we, we were Midwestern kids, you know, mm -hmm. and I was like, Spencer reminds me of one of my brothers. And so anyway, We yes. both loved Dave Matthews Band. Yeah, we loved Dave Matthews Band. I showed up with clippers because I'd been cutting my brother's hair in Nashville. And so mm -hmm. I went to his house and I was like, hey, I'm going to need these clippers. And okay, went over to Chris's house, cut his hair. And, and honestly, the haircut did a lot for me. <laughs> Like that was kind of a turning point for me. And, and I it's don't... funny, I look back on the hair he had when you guys like were early dating and I was like, who who gave me clippers? <laughs> it it didn't look great, but it looked better. And it's oh, funny, like God. obviously I don't want to be, you know, shallow, but I do think those <laughs> things, that's what I tell my brother. I'm like, just be put together. Like it goes a long way for yes. girls to like keep your hair trimmed yep. and, you know, your face trimmed and like, your shirt's not super wrinkly, like that goes a long way. I just it does. And here's another important point to this is when you're talking about dating someone, don't rule out the superficial things. Totally. Because those like you're looking for character here. You're mm -hmm. looking for things that will still be true when they're 80. Mm -hmm. The haircut. It ebbs and flows. Right. The nails, he'll probably have those forever, but you know I, what? I love them now. There's Great some back scratcher. Yeah, and you have a very itchy back. I do have a very itchy back. No <laughs> one has an itchier back than Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> and it hits her just all out of, a, out of the blue. Well, and I have very short arms. Yes. It's, so it's a constant <laughs> struggle for me. So it's always like, oh, right there, right, right, right so now. It's really, like out of nowhere. It's, a very, it's like, like a comet is about to hit the earth. A strong thing that happens. <laughs> well, see, God knew. He's like, you're gonna need a guy with long yes. nails to scratch your itchy back. Yes. And yet, I this is there's a lesson in here somewhere. The thing that turned me off is the thing that I would have needed for my whole life. See, look at that. Don't be superficial, guys. Right. You don't know the thing that. By you the way, don't my want, husband is need... extremely handsome he and is. beautiful man. Wonderful so, man. So he's gonna be like Daniela. Why are you talking he... for 15 minutes about 
my terrible haircut <laughs> no, days. He's one of my favorite people. One of my absolute actual best friends also. Which let's talk about. Kaylee and Chris have like, if you've seen New Girl, they have a Winston and Cece relationship. 100%. Like Cece and Winston mess around yeah. like 100%. Chris will go undercover for Kaylee and find yeah. out any information she needs to know. <laughs> like they have such a you funny... You can't tell that he's in the KIA and no one can know. Oh, so sorry. You compromised his you can, identity. You can, you can edit that out. <laughs> I actually got it funny. But I literally, I watched that an episode of New Girl recently where like Winston got a gift for Cece that Schmidt did not understand. He was yeah. like, why would she want a beanbag? And he was like, trust me, she'll love it. And I feel like that would absolutely happen. Like some random, well, because you spend so much time with yeah, him on the road. Yeah. And for a long time, you all shared a bus or a van. Mm -hmm. And so like you have your own inside jokes and like, and then Russell and I also kind of have our own yes. inside jokes. Our friend group. It's, Very brother and sister It's vibes. a magical thing. And I really think, I'm a firm believer that our parents prayed, prayed this in. Totally. Now that I know more, I'll never forget the first time I met your dad, it was at Las Palmas on West mm -hmm. End. And we all were there all around the table. And he was like, I prayed for this. I prayed mm. for this. And then everyone at the table, I'll never forget it, went around, was like, I prayed for my college friends in high school or middle school. And everyone- well, I feel like parents were there. Might have been. It was like for a recital. Maybe. But the kids, every and single- all I the parents you said saying so. it. The parents said it, but so did we. Mm, interesting. And I remember each, I was like, I prayed for my friends in college. I prayed. And yeah. I was like, me too. You were like, me too. And it all went around. I was like, okay, there's a reason yeah. we all found each other. Yeah. And gravitated towards each other. Well, and it it's- clearer now 10 15 years later that a lot of our callings were to be intertwined yeah so it it really does feel bigger than us like on a surface level it's like so nice we have friends and we've stayed friends but if you zoom out it's like oh well this person was supposed to make this album with this person yeah. that changed the course of their life and these callings overlap and you know it's I think it's just a lot bigger than us. And we realize that in hindsight. Mm -hmm. And so it's like the amount of people that have been affected by the songs that Casey and Parker and Russell wrote together yeah. that would not exist if they weren't right. friends. Right. So it's like, and just watching Russell's career change over time and the camaraderie that we've built is, I feel like spilling out. Yeah. And it's now in our art and in our business and in our callings. Yeah. yeah. And you're a major reason, again, because same thing, your dad, it was your graduation party. And he walked up to Russell and didn't know him from Adam, knew nothing about him. And he was like, well, you have a Garth Brooks anointing on your life. And he was like, what? And he starts talking. He was like, man, you're you are called to this friend group something, something, something. And all I heard was you are called to this friend group. And I was like, that means we're getting married because <laughs> this is my friend group. So if so he it, doesn't stay, he goes. <laughs> yeah. These are my people. These are my You do friends. not get to take them with you. So if he is called to this friend group, he is called to me because he doesn't get to stay. <laughs> he doesn't get together. one without the other. Okay. <laughs> and I will go out on a limb here and say, when Russell and I broke up in college, y'all have heard this story right after college, actually. And I told Daniela, I, I drove out to where she was working. She was working at this random gym place, which if you know her, <laughs> makes zero sense. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not very athletic, but 
Hey, but you know, you were But getting... I could sell. That's yeah. why they had me. They were like, wow, Danielle really sells these memberships. I'm like, how on earth did I do that? I don't know. I memorized the script and just like crushed it. It was like my acting chops, yeah. really. Just all culminated. Yeah. Yeah. So I drove out to see her because she was working late. No one was going to be there. And so I was like, I asked her to hang out. And she was like, well, I'm working. I was like, I'll just come hang out with you. And I distinctly remember you being like, if he doesn't know that it is you, then I am not here for it. I'm not here for him. And I was like, thank you for having my back. I did. I do still think it's going to be him, but I'm okay with it not. (laughs) And you're like, well, if he doesn't know, it's not fine by me. Like you had high standards. I definitely was a little frustrated with him at the time. Love him so much. And he has grown immensely. Yes. He really has. But at the time, I was like, you're kidding, right? <laughs> like, you get to have Kaylee, and you're walking away like, boy, bye. Boy, bye. I, I, and we both boy bye him. We did. Yeah. We're like, see you later. But then we boy hide. Boy hide. So <laughs> Welcome to so Mac soon. with open arms. Yes, yes. Open arms. Okay, what was your change of heart? Eventually, when were you like, it's Chris? What was the moment for you? So I really had like, I had a few weeks of us kind of hanging out, and I was unsure and I feel like it was two or three weeks in when Becca gave me that talking to mm-hmm. and Becca I think she would say from her perspective that I was scared like I maybe knew it was potentially my person and because okay. I was so young because backstory for me I never thought I would get married young if I got married at all like I was like career woman like I'm gonna get married later in life nothing's gonna get in the way of my my career and my music and so it was very weird for me to meet someone so young and then come to find out it makes sense because we ended up making so much of my art together and he was really such a huge part of my career and still is so for several weeks I was just really unsure and then one night I just was in love with him I didn't have like an arc where I was like oh I kind of like this guy I just went from like I don't know and I feel bad because I could tell he really likes me and then suddenly I was in love with him. So when I give relationship advice now, which you know, I'm in my 30s, we've yeah. been married for 11 years. I feel like I have something to say now. Yeah, you do. I always say like give it a chance cuz some of the best guys fly under the radar. They're not the like macho, not that you can't be a good guy and be macho, but a lot of times these really good guys fly under the radar. And it takes a little bit of time. And especially now that I like obviously know Chris so intimately, it takes time with him because he is such a deep well. Yeah. Like you don't just get what you see. Like there's an iceberg beneath the surface and you don't know. So it just takes some time. Yeah. It's almost like he just doesn't grant everyone access is really Mm -hmm. what it is. Like, well, and he will tell you with me, like he was trying to grant me access, but he was feeling very nervous, which is funny. Also, if you know him, because he doesn't get nervous about anything now. Yeah. But apparently, like, fast forward a little bit. His sister is, they're very close in age and they're very close. Liz, shout out to Liz. We love Liz. You should have Liz on the podcast. She would be amazing. I love My sister-in-law. This is how close we all are. Like, I am obsessed with Chris's sister. I know. It's (laughs) very funny. So I went to her wedding and they all had the same friends in high school. And so I'm like, oh, does anyone have any like fun stories about Chris from high school? And all these girls, like gorgeous, popular cheerleader girls, which I was not, 
they were like, oh, Chris was such a ladies man. All the girls loved Chris. And he was kind of like serial monogamous. Like he always had a girlfriend. Like he'd had like 50 girlfriends or something by the time we dated because he started dating girls in kindergarten and he was never single after kindergarten. And I was like, this is the exact opposite of my experience. Yeah. So when I found that out, I was like, Chris, you did not tell me that you were some kind of ladies man. When we met, you could barely get a sentence out. And so apparently I threw him off his game and he might have a different way of sharing this story. <laughs> Who knows? We can A and B it later. But it is very funny looking back now that we know each other so well, we can see what was happening at the time. Where yeah. I was like, I see what was happening in your little brain those first few weeks. And now I truly feel like for the rest of my life, I will still be learning about him because yeah. that's how much there is to him. And so those kind of people, you just have to like give them a chance mm -hmm. and give it some time. And so that's always my advice is like, you know, you don't just get the most wonderful people after one date. Like you might need to try a few dates, a few weeks, you, you know, need to crack the shell a little bit. Yeah. I just, I think Chris is maybe the smartest person I know. He really is everything you're saying. And I described him this weekend. You're going to love this. Maybe he told you. Probably not. He never he, tells no, you anything. He doesn't tell me. Um, she always finds out about stuff via me. Like, I'm like, hey, we're doing this thing. She goes, Chris never told me. I'm like, Chris. Well, and I ask him, I'm like, did anything of interest happen on the road? And then I'll try to get specific. I'm like, did anyone fall down? Anyone drop <laughs> an Chris instrument? did fall off the stage one. <laughs> he did. And Russell picked him up. <laughs> with one arm. With one arm. <laughs> muscle diggers in over here. Put it back on the stage. So now I try to get specific and guess. I'm like, okay. Did this happen? Like, like when you were golfing, did anything funny happen? <laughs> did you accidentally throw your club? Like, and it, I still don't. Still get nothing. No. No, I, this isn't anything of like note, but I described Chris. I was like, Chris is, someone was saying they wish they could understand his Instagram stories, <laughs> which is fair because <laughs> Chris, I said, Chris Young is the definition. His Instagram stories are the definition of walking in at the end of a conversation. <laughs> Because he gives no context. That is so real. He gives no context to how he got in. He loves maps. So like all of a sudden it'll just be a just map maps. of the Ukraine or like a map ancient of maps. ancient maps and like how it influenced politics. We were like, we need an in Chris's Instagram for dummies account. Yes. Yes. Just that, re whoever we were talking about this with. See, the bad memory thing, guys, here to back it up. I don't remember who we were having this conversation with, but they were like, we. that's exactly what they said. Yeah, they said, we need so Chris funny. Young's Instagram for dummies. So funny. He is He is that. He is yeah. the definition of walking in at the end of a conversation because he has done like epics of research. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then that's why I use my, I'm like, all right, explain me what's going on in the world. Yeah. Give me the spark notes. Give me the rundown. Sister doesn't have time to look it up. And he was a poli sci major. Yeah. And I really appreciate actually his perspective because he's not one way or the other. He's just like, hey, they're both doing this or both saying this and mm -hmm. it's the same thing, just from different, you know, his perspective yeah. is refreshing. So moral of the story, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. If you want somebody interesting and smart, deep well, got to give them a chance. Got to give them a chance. to come out of their shell a little bit. I love that. I love that so much. That I'm very glad I gave, and I'm very glad Becca told me to yeah. stick it out. I know, because now I, we have a bestie on the road, mm -hmm. and obviously a bestie with you. Yeah. I want to ask all my parents out there with little ones, how many times do you get up in the middle of the night? All we want as parents is a full night without interruptions, and that is why I'm here to help. Coterie diapers will save you. Trust me, they keep your baby happy and comfortable, which can lead to less wake-ups and more shut-eye for everyone. 
Coterie is the highest performing diaper on the market for infants and toddlers with up to two times more liquid capacity and up to four times faster moisture wicking compared to other brands. Your baby stays drier longer and Coterie parents report fewer nighttime diaper changes, which can lead to better quality sleep, not just for your baby, but for you. Glory. Hallelujah. These diapers are made with clothing grade materials. So your baby is more comfortable for longer day and night. They're also dermatologist tested and use only the cleanest ingredients. Plus, Coterie wipes are also natural eczema association approved and environmentally friendly. And they're thicker, which I personally enjoy. I feel like they get the job done. Forget about nighttime leaks and wet sheets. Try the Rolls Royce of diapers, Coterie, which was voted top diaper to include in registry in the 2022 Best for Baby Awards by Parents. We are obsessed. Right now, Coterie is partnering with my podcast to offer you 20% off your first order, plus free shipping at Coterie.com slash coffee with Kaylee. That's Coterie spelled C-O-T-E-R-I-E dot com slash coffee with Kaylee for 20% off. And that's free shipping. Coterie.com slash coffee with Kaylee. Now back to Daniela. Okay, so let's go back to after your mom died, you had insomnia, all of those things. And actually, Chris is one of the reasons mm-hmm. this is a cute story. that you started sleeping. It's so funny we're talking so much about Chris. I, didn't, I know. I didn't anticipate Me neither. This. I never get to talk about him on podcasts or interviews or anything. So this is so nice. <laughs> well, I mean, I love both of you so much. I actually had a dream a long time ago that he was on the podcast. So he'll have he, to do it at some you're point. You're going to have to set aside some time. I know. I know. Yeah, this story is very sweet. I don't know that I would share it to like the youth group, but right, it is just true. It's still G-rated. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So essentially, when my mom died, I or even before she died, so she was diagnosed with cancer September of my freshman year and died in December. So it was very quick. And so when she got diagnosed, I started having trouble sleeping. And I don't know that I've, I feel like a lot of my life I've had trouble sleeping. Now I'm fine, but partially because of the story. So my doctor put me on some sleep medication, but I, I really did not like it as we went over with the whole tornado situation. <laughs> It always felt like I would take it and it was like shutting a computer down and then you just turn the computer back on and like eight hours later, I would just open my eyes. I never felt rested. And so it just didn't really like sit well with me and I had weird like cognitive things that happened with it. And so what's funny is, so fast forward, Chris and I start dating and three weeks in probably, I was hanging out at his and Spencer's apartment and I fell asleep and at his apartment, at a strange man's <laughs> apartment in college. And I slept for like 10 hours straight. And this poor guy, literally he had a twin bed. I can just see him now like squished on the side of the bed, just like struggling so much. But he didn't want to wake me up because he knew that I had not slept without my sleeping pill. And so I called my dad the next day and I kind of like freaked out. I was like, because I was a very conservative yeah. girl. Like you had kissed one boy before, Chris. Yeah, but not, oh. not you know, <laughs> Two. very conservative. <laughs> yeah. And I called my dad and I straight out the gate, I was like, I fell asleep at Chris's apartment. <laughs> and he was like, his first thing was like, you fell asleep without your sleeping pill. Mm. That was the first thing. He wasn't like, how dare you? My conservative, yeah. you know, missionary father, pastor man was like, didn't even think about the first part of it was like the last part. He was like, you fell asleep without your sleeping pill. And I was like, yeah, we both knew it was a big deal because it had been months. And he was like, well, this man must really put you at ease and bring you peace. And that's when he kind of said that what I referenced earlier, where he was like, 
if he makes you happy, you deserve to be happy right now instead of being sad. So you don't have to marry the man. (laughs) You don't have to marry the man. Just like, and I think he probably knew for me, if I had known that Chris would be my husband, I would have freaked out and left because I was so young. I was 19. Like I wasn't ready to meet my husband, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. But because I kind of loosened my grip around the narrative and just kind of like let it be, we were able to evolve naturally and Mm -hmm. get to know each other. And so after that, I never had to take another sleeping pill. And it was really, really, really sweet. And then the song Sleep was born. If you've ever listened to Daniela's wonderful music. That's not on the internet anymore. It's not? No. But there's part two, Night Shapes. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Y'all, we're obviously, we're Daniela Mason Music Stands. Fanyellas. Fanyellas is what we call ourselves. Her married name is Daniela Young. But if you're looking for her music, Daniela Mason, her maiden name. Yeah. Okay, I want to talk about your dad. Yes. My favorite person on the planet. Yeah. Well, I've, I, you've mentioned him on the yeah. podcast a mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. So my dad passed away in October. Mm-hmm. And as you can tell, he was a very big part of all of our lives. Yeah. So it's interesting navigating grief, you know, late 15 years later. Mm-hmm. I think I'm doing a little bit better this time. <laughs> I can attest that you are. Yeah. Yeah. Much more like present because mm-hmm. i i told my brother this the other day i was like it makes sense to be sad like it is sad yeah it is we are actually supposed to be sad so i think growing up i just had very like i was hard on myself with emotion and i was like we power through you know we have things to do and that's probably why I shut down a lot of my emotion with my mom is because I, I did have a lot to do. I kind of took on the matriarch role. And, and you were in college. and Right. Like I, there was a lot going on. And so with this one, I just had to keep reminding myself, like, it is sad. You should be sad. And, you know, months later, though, which I'm an eight on the Enneagram, if anybody knows what that means. But we talk about it around here. Cool. So I now have to schedule time for myself to like be sad and feel mm-hmm. because now several months later like i like to work and work actually like makes me it's a really good distraction and i have i'm like happier and but i know what i'm doing because i became a workaholic after my mom mm-hmm. and so i know what i'm doing and so i have to literally sit and be like, all right, Daniela, you're taking tomorrow off. And I know that the waves will hit me because mm-hmm. I slow down long enough for them too. And then I just have to spend the day sad. Yeah. Because it is sad. Yeah. And in a way it's honoring to him. Yeah. And I don't want to like rob mm-hmm. him and his legacy and his memory because it's sad. Yeah, it is sad. It is. And I read something recently talking about grief and how everyone wants to just get to the other side of it. Mm -hmm. And there's just no such thing. Mm -mm. It changes. But like my grief looks different now than it looked in October, obviously, November, December. Like those first few months were awful. Yeah. But now you just like you settle into it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like it feels like a piece of clothing that I'm just like always wearing. Mm -hmm. But you wear it in and it becomes part of you. And it's not like I'm living in that space. I don't naturally live in my 
negative emotions anyways. Mm-hmm. So I think we all have like lessons to learn, of course. Like some of us need to learn how to not live in our sadness forever. But for me, because I don't naturally yeah. embrace sadness, I do have to tell myself and give myself space and say like, this is who you are. You are naturally created to have emotion and have mm-hmm. a, a full spectrum And that's what it is to be human. So it's really just, I look back and it took me many, many, many years to gain access to my full emotional spectrum. I wrote multiple albums about this. And then I arrived to the end of this whole process and I finally feel like I have full access to my emotional spectrum and then my dad dies. Mm -hmm. So I look back and I see God's hand in that because I do feel like I'm really living. And there are times in my life when I really wasn't because I shut down so much of my humanity So I really, somebody asked me the other day, like how I was doing. And I said, what's really weird is because the loss has created such a depth in me. I have had some of my best and worst moments since my dad died because I feel so deeply now because I let his absence carve out a space in me. So when I'm feeling that deeply, when it's sad, I'm also feeling that deeply when it's happy and So my joy feels higher than it's ever been, but my sadness feels deeper than it's ever been. So it's this really weird dichotomy and I'm experiencing these really high highs and really low lows, but I really do feel like I'm living. Well, when we started this episode, there was no way we were gonna get to everything in 45 minutes. So I just went ahead and scheduled her as a two-part episode. So join us next week as we finish this conversation with my best friend, Daniela.